Hello and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 9, a weekly podcast on video games. This is Season 1, Vagrant Story. My name is Ian and with me tonight is Michael. Hello. Hello Ian. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Well, we missed a week recording last week, so we're trying to sort of pack a bit more in this week. Almost forgot how to do this. Let's just see how we get on. We've got quite a lot of content for tonight, I would say. We're going to get some answers to a couple of questions that we've had so far. Going to work through a lot of areas, so let's just see how we get on. So when we left last week, I believe we left in the Undercity West. I think so, yeah. Yeah. To the Dullahan. So after there, we have to make our way back up in the town centre east. So you make your way through the town wall, uh, fighting all the lizards, and we come out to Kesh Bridge. This is quite a large area, actually, isn't it? It's um, There's a river, there's a bridge that goes over the river, but there's also some stones that we can jump over. Um, and there's a magic circle to save, but there's three Crimson Knights here. And one of them, he, he comes, I think he comes jumping over the stones, doesn't he? And apparently... Yeah. You can hit him and he'll fall down into the water and perish in the water. But I didn't manage to try that. They were quite tough battles, these, because you have to use your analyze spell and figure out what the weaknesses are. So it took a little bit of time, but there's nothing difficult per se. It's just they just seem to absorb so much damage. Yeah, it's just time consuming. I think a lot of the, the monsters and stuff, are, it's just it takes time. Yeah. I mean, nothing is, you know, you have the skills and you have the weapons now, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of time. Stuff is just like, they just absorb damage, just damage, damage, damage. You just seem to hit them five chains, eight chains, ten chains, and they just take it all and come back for more, and you end up hitting so much. So we leave Keshbridge, and we move on to Rue Criminard. Now, this is the Sam slash Nisa scene with Guildenstern from two or three weeks ago now where they were looking for the workshop. The workshop was locked with a sigil, and this is what we got previously, I think it was last week, which takes us into the Junction Point workshop. In this Rue Criminard again, there's a couple of Crimson Blades. I think the three Crimson Blades here, and each one's weak to a different type of damage. So one's blunt, one's edged, and one's piercing, and I just kind of trial and error it. I just hit them with one thing. If that doesn't do enough damage, I hit them with something else, and then that doesn't do enough damage i go to the third one then eventually you find it from here we can get the junction point workshop with the catalia signal which is what we got from the dark element if we want to go into there that's good uh probably just to well it's good there to upgrade and repair your weapons your armor and also there's a save point in there as well which is helpful yeah and this workshop actually does pretty much everything uh, right now it does like wood leather bronze iron hagagne it doesn't do silver or damascus but that will come later if you can't get in here, if you didn't get the Catalia Sigil, then there's another workshop just a couple of screens over. So you can save the game, repair your items, like you say, maybe make some weapons, upgrade your weapons and armor. So we go back through Rue Criminard to Rue Fissiorano. Like Liminade. This is kind of a memorable sort of area. There's a knight that drops down that's like two or three blocks high. Uh, he drops down to attack you and you can actually jump up and run away from him if you want. But again, they're not difficult. So at the end of this street on the left is another workshop, the Metalworks. And this one is the first one we find that does silver and Damascus, but it only does silver and Damascus. If you want to be doing wood, leather and everything else, you've got to go to Junction Point. If you have the sigil, then you can come over here to Metalworks, 
two screens away to your silver and Damascus equipment. I didn't really have much silver and Damascus. I think I only had like Damascus glove and I've got a silver dagger, but I don't like using the daggers due to the short range. So I just moved, put it in the storage. Mm. Um, I've got a lot of items in storage. I think that's a workshop for later in the game or for if you're doing a second run through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got a lot of items and I just don't really do anything with them. I just, I'm using this rapier too much at this point. Um, so I it's just, a, there's a lot of extra stuff in the game that you're never going to use, I would say. It's, um, it's something I guess is common to quite a lot of games. Um, you know, you're, there are lots of tools or weapons and whatnot, but you know the ones that work best and you're just going to use those and the rest of them are kind of filler, for want of a better word, a filler. Yeah, it is a bit. If you're a completionist, probably great, but we're only here for the story really, aren't we? But no, I mean, even with that, you know, there are, you know, there's a handful of weapons that you'll use again and again. And the rest, while it's nice that they're there, you know, they don't really, they're not necessary. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. The good thing is there's a lot of weapons, isn't there? There's your single-handed swords. So you got like your short swords, your rapiers, so you got your edge swords, your stabbing type swords, piercing swords. You got blunt weapons, but then you go up to two-handed weapons, two-handed axes, two-handed great swords. Um, there's pikes, there's crossbows, so there's at least there's like something for everyone at this point. So it, it, it caters to a lot of tastes, I would say. If you went to the Metalworks, you would leave there and jump up from where the night comes down to Shiraz Hill Park. A couple more Crimson Blades here. Um, you know, I think everywhere you go now, you hit Crimson Blades, and as soon as you hit the screen, they're, all, they're either casting Prestasia or Heracles on themselves. Um, so I tend to always cast... Prestasia, Heracles on myself. I use Degenerate and Tarnish on them, but it really slows the fight down. I've never timed the spells, but I don't think the buff lasts more than about 90 seconds to two minutes long, so you're forever casting it. And I don't have a lot of magic. I think it's only got sort of 50, 58 magic points. It's, I don't have an awful lot. Shiraz Hill Park, there is a path that you go to the end, and there's this little sort of small outhouse in the gate, so you go, you use the bronze key, and we go down into Under City East, and as always, Whenever we go to the Under City, we get a black screen with some bells for the transition and the music the Under City East starts to play. Or the Harry Potter music. The Harry Potter music, yeah. There's a lot of new enemies here, mine. So we end up in Hall to a New World. And we see our first new enemy here. It's called the Quicksilver, which is when you got 120 health points in. It takes, I'm, I'm hitting these things for 80, 90 damage with one hit. So if I get a crit, I can, I can one-shot them. But it's creepy, isn't it? It's a, it's like a, a puppet. Yeah, it's a doll or a puppet on strings. Yeah, it's like a little girl. Like a, it's a puppet of a little girl on strings, and it's it's super creepy looking thing. And they got little daggers. It's, it's nightmare fuel, really. They also cast a spell though to, to make you silent, which silence. Yeah, silence, which stops you from casting spells. They're not hard. If you get them quickly, it's fine. So we, mm. it's just a standard square room. We move on to the next one. So now we get a cutscene and a bit of a mini boss here. The cutscene is you see a large face walking towards you and the camera cuts and the face is actually the body of a bird. We are in place of three words and this is a mini boss, the Harpy. 210 hit points, 160 magic points. It's a beast and has a dark affinity. It's got a couple of special attacks, Blasphemous Howl, Banish and Devitalize. However, again, it, it's not a hard enemy, is it? They don't seem to be very aggressive really when you see them outside of this boss fight no it's not aggressive but first of all it's it's called a harpy but it's the reverse of well it's not what a harpy is in no 
in mythology. So in Greek and Roman mythology, they're the monster that has the face or the head and the body of a woman and then the wings and claws of a, a bird of prey. And there's the harpy is in lots of things. Game of Thrones, so the, in Astapor, um, they, they had the harpy and people worshipped that. Also in, I think, Castlevania, there was harpies. But in lots of things, there's been harpies. Yeah. You said they're not very powerful. However, I was reading up on this to see what they can do. But supposedly one of the things that they can cast is a curse. And if they curse you, um, you can't get rid of that until you find a grimoire that has a blessing. And that's not until much later in the game. So I think it really damages all of your abilities if they curse you and you can't get rid of it. So right. it, it, is an, it is an enemy that... I, I mean, it didn't happen to me. But as I said, reading up on it, supposedly that is something that they can cast. Right, that'll be its banished spell, probably. Perhaps, yeah. I don't think I struggled with this. I don't even think it hit no. me. But, you know, we, we defeat it. I've made a small four bar like last week, but this is the only boss I've not written my score or anything down for. You don't get a score for the for the harpy. Did you not get a score? That's fine. That's no, why it's not written down. Then. Okay, that's good then. So you get a grimoire enticed which is gives you Heracles. For now, everyone's been using Heracles against us, but now we can use Heracles from this point onwards. I mean, there's, there's very rare moments when I don't have Heracles cast on myself because it seems silly not to. You may as well have your strength raised all the time. It's just a bit annoying having to constantly stop to use the spell. It would be good if it was automatic once you have the spell. That you can have a you you should have a kind of um, couple of them maybe that are quick that can just they just automatically cast or you have them in a short quick list that they automatically cast yeah it definitely needs some sort of short quick list doesn't it this next room is my favorite name of all the rooms in the game so far it's called bazaar of the bazaar so it's obviously like b-a-z-a-a-r for the first bazaar is in like you know bazaar what it's like a sort of like a shop or a market isn't it a bazaar yeah. And then and then bizarre again on the second one, you know, B I Z A R R E, so strange things. So it's like market of the strange things almost, you know, of the weird. House bizarre. House bizarre. Again, so we've just had a mini boss and we leave so we've left one room in another room and now we have another boss. It's a cutscene. An enemy teleports around Ashley and it has like a skull for a face and then it just the fight starts. It's it's a very small cutscene. This boss is the Lich. It has 130 health points, 110 magic points. It is evil, and it has a lot of magic attacks against us. And again, this is like another boss that it's. I didn't struggle at all. I don't think I got one hit one turn. Because no. it's only got 130 health points, and I just whooped it. Yeah. An interesting thing about Lich, Lich is from Old English, meaning corpse. Right, okay, that would explain it. That's why it explains sort of skull-like face. It's actually quite a scary-looking yeah. enemy, to be honest. No, no, it is, yeah. And, and basically, these kind of Liches were, um, are supposedly spellcasters who uh, use magic to defy death. That's why he looks the way he does. So he's... And he is a very accomplished magic user, isn't he? Clearly. Yeah, and he uses magic ward. And he can teleport. We do get a score for this one, and I wrote the score down. And I'm interested to see the map percentage because, as I said last week, I got lost. Okay. I had to run around a lot. And I think I might have got an extra percent of map, but we'll find out. So my score, 1,817,172. I had 1,762,105. 49% of the map. I had 49% as well. Okay, so it's the same. So clearly when I've run around in circles, all I've touched is the exact same areas. I'm still ranked Daredevil, which I assume you are. Same, yeah. And I got HP plus four. Okay, and I'm strength plus one. 
I don't know if anyone has noticed this, but every time I get a bonus, I'm always getting plus three, plus four. I've never had anything less. Are you hacking? I'm not hacking, <laughs> but you can use save states on the emulator. So what I do is I save my state at the start of the wheel, and then if I get anything less than like three, I just reload that state. So I, it's kind of, it's a, you know, it's just a feature of an emulator, really. It is cheating a bit. It's it's. I think the the technical term is save scumming. Scum being the operative word, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, prizes. It's like cheesing or yeah. whatever, or farming. Yeah, similar. Prizes. We get a summoner baton made of iron, and a Galus chain accessory, a Yulia sigil, a mana tonic, and an elixir of mages, which gives us intelligence. After we beat this boss, we unlock a new ability, teleport. So I guess this should be for patch notes, really. But I stated that I don't think there's any fast travel in this game. I was completely wrong. And clearly, because yep. I've never gotten this far before. So now we have a prize ability, teleport. Which means you go to a magic circle, and you can teleport to previous magic circles. But the further you teleport away, the greater the magic cost. And as I said, not so long ago, I don't really have very high mana. So I can only go... If I want to go, say, back to the wine cellar, it takes me sort of three jumps to get there. Yeah, but there is fast travel. But there is fast travel, and it's very handy. And I'll say why why I used it later, because I ended up fast traveling a little bit back and forth. Well, I think the game would be... In, you'd just give up on the game if you couldn't fast travel at, at this point. <laughs> I think so. Well, you know, there's, there's all them places that have them keys, isn't there? There's the place yeah. for bronze keys and iron keys, and then later on, is there a silver and a gold key? And there's some doors way, way back that you need to get to. So, yeah, you need the fast travel. Yeah, and finding sigils and all that kind of stuff, you need the fast travel. If you don't have it, well, you just, yeah, it would take you forever. It would, definitely. Plus, then you'd have to go and fight all the bosses all the way back again. Not bosses, all the enemies all through all the places again. And nah, yeah. just give up. No, totally. So we've beat the Lich, and we move on to Noble, Gold, and Silk. There's more Quicksilvers here. And there's a door with an iron key. So it's a T-shaped room. The door we came in. Door to our left. Door to our right. Door to the left requires an iron key. Which is the eastern door. So we go to the western door. Which takes us to weapons not allowed. There's another lich. But now obviously it's not a boss. It's just a regular enemy. And it wasn't even hard when it was a boss. And it's still not hard now. And a couple of quicksilvers. We defeat them. And we're in a sort of familiar room. Every time you hit a treasure room in the under city they always look like this don't they it's a square room there's a lamppost in the middle and there's an elevated platform in the corner and it's always the same corner so if the room's orientation changes it could be in your top left from where the door is or and there's a chest there yeah well basically what i've noticed is that this is the, one of the first instances of it but it's the the bosses come back as a normal enemy in these treasure rooms to protect the treasure and that's it yeah that's their role now so in the, the chest there is a bronze mojito, uh, a flash uh, falchion, stone bullet grip, a titan ring, and a grimoire nagu. No, it's a nuageux. Nuageux. It's, cla- it's cloudy. Pardon my terrible French. All right, cloudy. Nuageux is the um, French for a cloud. Um, so effectively, why it's called cloudy is because it's like foggy or. Yeah. So this is called the spell is psycho drain. Yeah. So it, it decreases your intelligence. It kind of if you think about a brain fog, the inability to think. Nice. So foggy, cloudy, there you go. And of course we know intelligence affects the user's magic, doesn't it? So it probably makes their yeah. magic less powerful. And more importantly, 
now we get an iron key. We need to find iron key door. Fortunately, we just found one a minute ago. So we hop back to Noble Golden Silk and we can go through the iron key door to a knight sells his sword. So there's more harpies now, but they are very, they're almost docile on that. They don't really seem to go for you, but I just always attack them first, to be honest, because I don't want to give them a chance to attack me. Defeat that in the Quicksilver, move on to the Gem Sword Black Market, and whoa, another boss already. This boss is called the Night Stalker. Well, I wrote down in my notes first that he was the Red Dollar Hand, but he is, the, as you say, he's the Night yeah, Stalker. He's, yeah, he's called the Night Stalker, he's evil class, and it can do a few different special attacks as they always have in the past. It does Solid Shock, which might be new for a Dollar Hand. And the it's got and it does a degenerate spell. He's got quite a lot of armor. It took it was a bit of a damage sponge for me. Uh, it wasn't hard. I think it only hit me once, but it was a bit of a damage sponge. Yeah, but I think that's that's enemies in general at the moment. Yeah. Did you struggle? No problem. No, no, it was fine. Nah. So scores. I'm sat on one million nine hundred twenty-one thousand six hundred twenty-four. 1,870,690. map. I have 50% map. Wow, okay, that's odd. So how can we wear... Okay, don't know that. Maybe that's I wrote down the wrong percentage. Maybe we'll find out with the next boss, which from, you know, probably only be around about two minutes. Uh, still rank Daredevil, and a bonus of HP plus three. Uh, Daredevil, HP plus five. So we get a Melissa Sigil, a Grimoire. Go on, you can say this one. Grimoire Eclairé, which means to enlighten, and, and it has the effect of increasing your intelligence. So it, it doesn't turn into things in a chocolate eclairs? No. <laughs> that would be quite would nice. Be if, it would be better if that happened. <laughs> but that's, I think, um, uh, the eclair comes from the fact I think they use clarified butter. I don't know, maybe I'm making this up in my head, but I think, you know, maybe that's enlighten or clarity or something like that. Maybe right. that's where the word eclair comes from. Who knows? So now that we've grabbed this um, Melissa Sigil, we need to start leaving the Undercity. We go through the Pirate's Sun, which has a Harpy and a Quicksilver. Either run past or defeat them. Go through the Sail of the Sword, which is a Lich and a Quicksilver. And there's no way you can run from the Lich because it, it always just attacks you. What I should say is we go into the Sail of the Sword, which is another chess room. Same as the previous chess room. And as you say, it's got the boss in, a Lich and a Quicksilver. There's a couple of accessories um, and items. So there's the Pushpacker accessory. But there's also a Grimoire Tardif, which gives us the Sorcerer spell Lead Bones. Which I think decreases agility. Probably makes them slower. And Tardif comes, I think uh, it's the word um, French for late. Um, so, so, so like tardiness. And we also get the stock sigil, which I used. And what that does, you remember where the minotaur was? That's now sealed with the stock sigil. And the reason I know it takes me two or three jumps to go back to the wine cellar is because I went back to there and I fought the minotaur, the, the zombie minotaur. But you don't, you know, it doesn't class as a proper boss. And okay. um, it wasn't difficult at all. But I think the the chest that was there was actually locked with a chest key and I don't have it, so I couldn't really do anything. After we leave the sale of the sword, we end up back in City Walls North and we're now we're on the other side of the City Walls North of where... I think we're on the side where we came in the first time. It's just there was a locked door there. 
So this is a stairway that comes out. Looks like all the stairways that are either coming in or out of a city walls area. What I've noticed now with the assets of this game, every room is now just copy-paste, isn't it? You think like, oh, this looks the same as over there, which looks the same as over there, which looks the same as another place over there. But there's a dark elemental here, and he's got his back to you, but you can't sneak him on, and as soon as you get near it, it manages to do the... Um... For me, it always does that dark chant spell. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. It is his thing. He just attacks with dark chant before you can even get near him, so you'd need like either a bow gun. I, I suppose you could use some magic, but I've not really been using my magic, so I don't think it's very powerful. Well, I mean, you can use, as you say, tarnish and um, degenerate. But... I just tend to use Heracles and Prestasia and then run up and attack it. And not, not that I have any problems with it. Yeah, I mean, they're relegated bosses now. They're just kind of slightly more buffed up enemies. So this is room is the traces of invasion past. So we defeat the elemental and move up to just through the same rooms as we have previously. It's from the squire tonight, which some blood lizards onto be prepared for battle. More blood lizards to destruction and rebirth, which is another dark elemental. Then we go to from boy to hero, which is more blood lizards. And then to a welcome invasion, which is another dark elemental. It's crazy the amount of elementals and things around here at the minute. Yeah, I mean, they just, yeah, they just keep coming back for more. So this room took the Clement sigil to open the door from boy to hero. And this stairway takes us to the under city east from the city walls north. We come down at the greengrocer's stair into where the black waters ran big square room there's a lich and some quicksilvers and then we move on to arms against invaders with a harpy finally into cat spore market so it's a lich and a quicksilver there's a um, cheap trap here i don't know if you got hit by it in front of the chest Mm, yeah i think i did yeah there's a there's actually what i've discovered which i didn't know until last week i saw that if there's a trap like this in front of a chest there's also a trap clear tile so you jump on the trap clear tile and it removes all the traps but i never really use eureka or anything so i just i just hit the trap i mean as long as you've got decent health it never really matters anyway because it hits you 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 heal and where you go in this chest there's a round hagagne shield and a dark queen gem grimoire paralysis which is a social spell gives stun cloud and aster sigil and the Asta sigil opens up a door in the Undercity West. So now we need to move back. So we run all the way back through them rooms to the Greengrocer's Stay. And we get an unexpected cutscene here. And I really wasn't expecting this to happen. The camera is behind Ashley at the bottom of the stairs. There's two people standing at the top. Tiga and Nisa. We also see a corpse at the top of the stairs who immediately i recognized as grissom i don't know about you yeah no why is there no idea just yet and i don't think we'll ever get that explained but we we, we might tiger says "Ah, there's no pulse and that he's gone then they turn round to see ashley they blame him for what had happened being outnumbered ashley tries to run and he runs back to where black waters run which is the square room i think it only puts you there so it's like a boss area to fight isn't it and as Ashley enters the room, he finds Tiga and Nisa in front of him as if they teleported. Tiga says, you killed our brother. Nisa says, Tiga, this is him, the VKP's risk breaker. 
Tiga then says to him, So you're the one they speak of. They will sing songs of your death here. So then the boss fight starts. And it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Because yeah. you're fighting two people, but you only have to cause damage enough damage to one of them. You don't have to defeat both of them. Oh. Because I certainly just hit one, just over and over. Okay, yeah. It doesn't tell you the HP, but they have 800 in total between them. They are human. One has fire affinity, and one has water affinity. They can do break art and recovery spells. So it wasn't. Honestly, I didn't struggle at all. No. Um, did you did we get score for this one? Because I didn't write it down. Uh, so. No, because they leave before you. Because you don't yeah. actually defeat. You, do, you don't actually kill them. Right, yeah, you don't actually kill them. You just. Uh, they run away, and then we go to leave, and we go back into the, the green grocer's stay, and we get more cutscene here. Tiger and Nisa are there with Grissom, who is apparently also alive, but he's like pale. And his movements aren't very good. And then Grissom starts to talk and he says, Please, a moment, my body is not cooperating. Grissom turns to see Ashley and shout to you. Tiga says, I am sorry, brother, we cannot help you. Grissom questions what's happening. And Nisa tells him, You have left this coil and the dark has filled you. You have joined the cold ones. She then says it's an ironic fate, because I guess because he hate, yeah. didn't like the cold ones. Yeah. I don't know, the undead. And she then finishes with, I suppose it's better than the endless wandering. But you happen upon your own corpse. Ah, okay. So I guess what she means by that is Saul has been wandering around, as as I've talked about previously, but he's the corpse he found was his own corpse. Yeah. I guess that's what she's trying to say. So at least he has his own body. Grissom starts hearing voices, doesn't he, that says, kill them, kill them all. It is bitter, lonely. You must join us. Kill them. They then the voice then finishes off with your friends. They dream of killing you. They will steal your body. Kill them, Grissom. So it must be um, I don't know, just the dark, the wellspring, the the the, the, the underlord or whatever you call them, the shinning. <laughs> That's what happened in the shinning, basically. Grissom finishes off with my flesh is mine and mine alone. And then he does this massive somersault jump, doesn't he, from halfway across the stairs yep. all the way to the top of the stairs and then runs away at, like, blistering speed. Tiga then shouts for Grissom and they both follow him. We return to gameplay and we have all we need to move on. So because we've got the teleport ability, the quickest way is just to hit a save point, which is a Kesh bridge, and then teleport to the Sunless Way. Yeah. So then we end up in the Undercity West... The regular Undercity background music starts to play, but that doesn't matter because we... So then we unlock the door with the Asta Sigil. So we get a... another cutscene now. We're looking at like a temple or a cathedral. Guildenstern, Rosencrantz, Samantha and a few soldiers are stood in front of it. Guildenstern says, this it. Rosencrantz says, in the upper stories, I believe. Then they all move out. And Rosencrantz turns the opposite way to everyone else and gets on a cloud stone, which starts to descend. We turn to gameplay, and we are in the limestone quarry, which, I don't know, they're calling these things all nice names, but it's just the mines, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a, it's just the exact same as the mines. Yeah, so mines 1, 2, the Iron Maiden, and this. It's all the same layout. It's all the same rooms. You know, it's like they've only made about eight sort of different rooms, and they just copy and paste them and put them on. But anyway, we're in the limestone quarry, and the music, the limestone quarry, starts to play. It 
it's a lot more heavy on piano. Yeah, it's really heavy on piano. I think it's a fantastic background music. Yep. I really like it. So the first room is dark, abhors the light, and it's just a staircase that goes down. We move into the dream of the Holy Land, and we get a cutscene. Ashley walks in, and there's a blue sphere with an elemental suspended inside, about 20 foot up in the air. The camera focuses on the elemental, and it's clear that the sphere is now made of water. The elemental destroys its bubble and lands on the ground, and the fight ensues. I thought he was very interesting looking. I firstly referred to him uh, in my notes as Peanut Head Fishman. <laughs> he looks like he's a peanut. He's got the consistency of a peanut. The shell of a peanut. It's like, it's like Homer, isn't it? It's like, yeah, Fishbulb. There's your answer, Fishbulb. Yeah, but he is, he's, pe- he, he, he's, he's Peanut Head Fishman. Yeah. Or the, wa- or the water element. So, yeah, the water elemental, 380 hit points, 160 magic points. It's a phantom and has a special attack of Aqua Blast. So, for me, it was a standard strategy. I added fire affinity to my weapon and proceeded to beat it with a rapier. Yeah, just add fire stuff and that, that's all you need. Because he's water. Because yeah. even though I'm using a rapier, Ashley doesn't use it like a rapier. He doesn't stab anything, even with piercing damage. He just kind of Slash. hits stuff with it. Yeah. Uh, score, I got 2,044,497. I got 1,998,182. And I haven't wrote my... Ma- I haven't wrote my rank down. Oh, well, that's good then, because we can talk about rank next time, uh, or the next one when we've passed 2 million, because I have written something down that I want to talk about when we get to the next rank, because... Okay, well, let's talk about that on the next rank. I've done 54% map. I've done 55% map. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was down and now you're up. That's, that's strange. Uh, and plus 4 HP. Uh, yeah, edge ability plus 1. Right, we got the Grimoire of Avalanche, which gives us a Warlock spell of Avalanche, Elixir of Sages, and an Acolyte Nostrum, which does magic and health in one portion. Yeah, and an Acolyte is uh, usually is an assistant, and it's usually in the clergy. So, um, and a nostrum is medicine. So it's like the clergy's medicine. Yeah, yeah it's like people who work in the monastery or the church or something prepare medicines. They're not the expert, but it'll do. To be honest, we could have come to this room at any point, but then you need the Asta sigil from the Ember City. So we have the Asta sigil because we've done that first. We open the door and we end up on the All Road, a T-shaped room with three exits. There's a magic circle to save on, and there is a choice of ways you can go. You can go east or west, and they both take you the same way, meeting at the same point, the dreamers climb. So if you want to do map completion, you should go both ways. However, we just want to go down east because there's a treasure room this way. At least that's where I went. Did you go east or west? Uh, I think I went. I think I found a treasure room, so yeah. So east, yeah. yeah. We go to the air stairs, the east route, and there's a new enemy type here, a gremlin. Um, it's called a gremlin, but it doesn't look like a gremlin. It certainly does not like Mowgli. Mogwai? Mogwai. No. Um, gremlins. The Mogwai's not... name was Gizmo. 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 Giz... Gizmo, right. Gizmo was a Mogwai, but then when you fed them after midnight, they turned into gremlins. Right, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, this is more like a flying bird thing. It's more like an annoying bat. And they are quite powerful. They, they're really damage resistant. They can really soak it up. I have to use 
Prestasia and Heracles and then Tarnish and Degenerate on them if I can. And they use but they like too. to use um, Silence. Yeah. And they like to use Heracles on themselves. So they can, they, you know, you end up having to use items to take Silence off yourself. Um, and they also use Damascus weaponry. So I'm only hitting them for about 30 with all my buffs, which is fine, you know. They do take, they do absorb some damage, but they can be defeated fairly quickly. I seem to be doing a bit better later on, uh, even though I didn't get any new weaponry. Maybe it was just stats. So if we move east again, we get to a treasure room called the Bonds of Friendship. And there is an air elemental in here. I couldn't even hurt that without raising my weapon earth affinity. But then we get... Again, it's the same air, air elemental from previously that was a boss. And now he's just guiding some a chest. Yeah, that's it. Well, there was a lot of items in here, but I couldn't pick most of them up because my inventory for armor was pretty much full. The main thing I ended up getting was the Grimoire Benier. Is it Benier? Yeah, Benier. Um, basically, Benier. it's the French for um, bless, to bless something. And it's a, Yeah, so it's a spell is blessing and it cures curses. So if the um, Harpy had cursed you, for example, there, we, this is where you would get the spell to, to get rid of that. So now we come out of there, moving the room to the stairs down, which is called Bacchus is Cheap. Bacchus is the Roman god of wine. So in here there's a wraith, but these things are super easy for me now. Two hits. Oh, the big it, purple it, guy, yeah. He's yeah, it, it teleports. It, if you go, you go in the room, and if you don't move, it just teleports next to you, and as soon as it shows itself, I just hit it, and it's down. And we move down the stairway, which is a quite a standard-looking stairway, into the Screams of the Wounded, which is a square room with one exit, and there's two hands in here which aren't hard, you just hit them in the, the abdomen, in the in the leather section, and I actually managed to crit one of them for 164 damage, and I one-shot it. Nice. So, you know, these things are just totally relegated down to little guys now. Yeah. Next is the Orberas. It's a 90-degree room, which all look the same. Now all these 90-degree rooms, it's total copy and paste from everywhere. And there's one gremlin in here, and I think there's a couple of, uh, or one or two panels, trap squares. One gremlin on its own doesn't seem to cause me any bother. No. Next is the Dreamers Club, which is a T-shaped room with a floating island in the middle. And it was it's these new blocks, isn't it? These magnetic blocks. Or oh, the blue and red glowing blocks, yeah. You put the two blue on each other so they act like the same poles so they repel each other, don't they? So you put it on. So instead of the stack being too high, it ends up three high because there is a invisible block in the middle, basically. Mm. But that allows you to jump on the magnetic block and then jump up to the top level to Sinner's Sustenance, which is another stairway, which we head down. And in these stairways, all seems to be a wraith into the Timley Dew of Sleep t-shaped room but one door is locked with a gold key obviously we can't open that a couple of gremlins defeat those move on to the auction room which is has save point and then this is where i really started using my teleport ability as i said before i couldn't pick up all the items so i teleported back to junction point or, or somewhere and just stored loads of armor. I just started yeah. storing gear away just so I could pick some stuff up later because I think I've missed a couple of decent items now. Obviously, once I put that away, I teleport back and we move on. Do you open a door with a sigil? Do you do you a sigil? And then we get a cutscene because we move through the door, the screen fades to black. So it's very high-pitched piano music then. Sorry. Yeah, the, it, that that's the music Joshua. Oh, okay. The 
camera pans around the room. It's a stone room with pillars and a checkered floor. The camera then settles on the ceiling looking at a familiar pictograph. We then cut to Malos and Joshua, and Malos is speaking to Joshua. She tells him that he's a brave boy. Harden, who's also there, says all the excitement of the manor got to him and he's not said a word. He then asks Joshua if he's hungry, and Joshua shakes his head. Malos tells Harden that he cares well for his charges. I'm assuming by charges, she means like people he's in charge of. Yeah, people you look after, yeah. Then she sees a grey image of Harden. We get some backstory on Harden. And he says that he was in the Peace Guard and they were investigating an incident where he was part of a special team and he was entrusted delivering blades to rebels in a neighbouring kingdom. But some of the items did not get there and they claimed that they were selling them to make some coppers on the black market. Harden then says they were all guilty and he was not the only one doing it but he was presented with an offer from presumably like the, the officers. He said if he betrayed his friends, basically if he, if he grasped on them, if he ratted them out, he would walk free. He said he had a brother half his age and he was very ill and he didn't know when he would die. And he wanted money and freedom, so he basically sold out his friends, but they did not set him free in the end. Then he escaped from prison, but when he found his brother, he was then dead. The grey Harden disappears and Melos turns round to the real Harden and says, So you joined Mullencamp to revenge this injustice done to you? Harden says to her, you scribe to deep woman. And she tells him that doing this will not bring his brother back. Harden tells her to be silent and ask what she knows. Melo says, do not play the child. Do not blame your weakness on another. Harden then calls her a witch. And he goes to hit her. And she closes her eyes. But then you hear a, a bow gun. Yeah. And when she opens them, the camera looks at Harden and he's kneeling on the ground and he's got a dart through his left-hand side. Yeah, I think, first of all, though, this thing's about Harden, it, you find out a bit more about him. He, he's not necessarily a bad person. If you look, he was in the Peace Guard, so he wasn't even a soldier. He wasn't a, He seems more like a peacekeeper than a killer in the first instance. And then, you know, he made a decision, but I think he made a decision that he's regretful of. He was kind of maybe coerced along by everyone else was doing it as well. So he was in on it and he, and he regrets it now. And now he's found himself in this situation or in this place because of it. And he's trying to make amends. Or... Yeah. And do you think he's treating Joshua as like his little brother? That's why he's looking after him so well. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I think he, you know, he, he doesn't seem like a bad person anyway. So he's not going to be, you know, starving a child or, you know, treating them badly. So, yeah, he goes to hit Melos and you hear the bow gun. You see there's a, Crimson Blade there with a bow gun and Guildenstern arrives into the room on a cloudstone. Harden says to him, quicker than a damn bloodhound. Guildenstern says, our dark hounds know your stench, cultist. So then gameplay resumes. We move on to the Labra's bonfire within the limestone quarry. So this is another Central Island obstacle. But it's a bit funny, this one. In the Central Island, there is a um, one or two marble stones with yeah. boxes on top and you got to destroy the boxes to bring them down to a height where you can jump on it but did you struggle to hit the boxes at all i had to stand in a very specific place on the very corner of the platform otherwise my sword kept hitting the marble stone i can't remember mm, it was a bit of a pain but it wasn't too bad if you had a bow gun it would be very handy there but i don't carry one with me to be honest you don't really get many i think you meant to make them yeah we jump up to use the melissa sigil and we move through that door. Wait, you've missed something. There's another room. You can jump up on top. Yeah. So it's another one of these treasure rooms. 
uh, up on the top left again, I think it is. Um, and you fight the earth elemental guy, so the big round guy again, yeah. And in there, there's a chest, and that chest has a grimoire in it, a goo, uh, which basically means drain in French. Um, and the spell you use is drain heart, so it drains heart or health from your enemy. So, all uh, right, so so it's like vampiric and probably adds to your own, like the drain mind. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, I missed that. I mean, I suppose I can probably head back because I could just go to the magic circle in the auction room, couldn't I, and then go back there. I might, I might do that, to be honest. It sounds like a good uh, spell to take. Yeah, there's a save point just in that room, so you could go back, yeah. I might do that. Okay, so then if you come out of there, move back through the centre room and use them as a sigil, we get the cutscene. There's an ogre sat down and it has a mask on, but it looks a lot older than the previous ones. It stands up and approaches us. The boss music ogre then starts to play. The room is torture without end, and this boss is the ogre lord. 510 health points, 110 magic points. It's a beast and has a few special attacks. Tornado, it likes to cast Degenerate. It has one called Surgeon Bomb and also likes to regenerate itself as well. The mask he's wearing as well is um, one of those Japanese masks, an Oni mask. Is it a Tengu mask or a... No, it's an Oni an Oni mask. So okay. Oni is, um, I think it's it's kind of meant to be demonic. Um, it's normally like a troll or an ogre, the face of a troll or an ogre. So obviously it makes sense here. I think uh, what's his name? Yoshimitsu in Tekken. Yes, Yoshimitsu. He does wear. An he Oni wears mask. an Oni mask, and there's also a character in Dead by Daylight um, called Oni, who is an Oni. So he has that mask as well. So it's an Oni. Okay. Whereas what I'm thinking of a Tengu mask is the ones with a big nose on, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's quite similar looking, but it just has like a huge red nose normally. Well, it's normally a red mask with a big nose. Yeah. For this boss, I just cast Heracles on myself, which made him cast Degenerate on me. So then I would just cast Heracles back on myself, and he would never attempt to attack me. He would always try and sap my strength. But of course, you get two or three turns in before the boss does. So I cast Heracles hit it the problem with orgas is they've got this natural chain break ability so once you get past sort of three or four hits it just instantly misses every time so you can't really hit them often so i'll cast heracles hit it three times and then maybe get another turn hit another three times and it would cast degenerate on me so i would just cast heracles on myself and would try and run away i would hit it again and rinse and repeat it did cast um the regenerate on itself at one point but it was it wasn't hard at all i'm not no boss has been that hard for a long time now the hardest thing i thought was the wyvern like way back in the mines b1 what i struggled with the most i assume you had no problems no i mean they're you know they're relatively straightforward yeah some of the some of the normal enemies are harder than bosses to be honest yeah i I wonder is there is the settings are the settings is it uneasy no you just start the game you you know you start the game and that's it there's no no settings like easy or hard we defeat it, and you get a small cutscene, don't you, where Ashley walks away, and it goes to attack him in the back, but it falls down dead, and then that's it. Score, 2,148,642. Uh, 2,148,642. Yeah, Okay, so you close the gap again a bit there. So now this is where you probably want to talk about the rank. So I got ranked Berserker. I was going to say map first, 58. 58 i'm on 57 how you all that percentage ahead of me but the rank i got a rank of which is what you, you want to talk about previously yeah i got a rank of berserker yeah berserker i got berserker as well and berserker is interesting it's from norse or scandinavian unruly warriors or kind of frenzied warriors i guess you could say they worshipped odin the 
Norse god. Effectively, they're kind of savage warriors and kind of mythical, I guess, as well. If a lot of the time they would eat magic mushrooms before going into battle. I think basically sometimes what they did is that one person would eat a load of magic mushrooms and then the rest of them would drink their urine so that they'd have the same hallucinogen before they'd go into battle. They used to wear animal skins, wolves and whatnot, and supposedly that's where some of the mythology around werewolves has come from because these guys were like crazy beasts with animal skins. And that's where the word berserk comes from. So we're going berserk. Going berserk is literally wearing an animal scale whilst on magic mushrooms attacking people wildly. Well, the group of people, of the, the, the warriors were berserkers, um, but then the, work, the word berserk comes from that. I got bonus, agility plus three. Agility plus two. We got an Iron Shivona, plus a Power Palm, a Braveheart Gem, a Morlock Jet Gem, uh, Elixir Queens, and some potions. So nothing major. This was one of the first bosses where there was no Grimoire. Yeah. You haven't seen, you know, I don't think you see a Grimoire for a little while, maybe. Uh, oh, no. The next no, boss is a Grimoire. Which isn't too far away. So the next room is the Way Down, T-shaped room. And we head on to the Excavated Hollow. Which is, yeah, Peanut Head Fishman. What do you call him? Peanut Head Fishman, or do I hate the Water yeah. Elemental? Pe- peanut Head Fishman, the Water Elemental. Beat that, and there is a chest that's unlocked. We get an Angel Face, a weapon, Hagagne, a Heavy Grip, an Elephant Grip, a Casserole Shield, a Beaded Anklet, and a Grimoire Flamme, which is Warlock Spell, Flame Sphere. Yeah, which is French Flamme for Flame. Back down to another stairway, parting regrets. There's a wraith in here, which, you know, super easy. On to Corridor of Tales. Another 90 degree bend. There's a gremlin and an ogre here. And the first ogre we came across, he was, you know, a bit tough. Very fast and it took a bit of damage. But now there's nothing to them, was it, at all? You just... I don't know if they've got the same health or if they've got less health, but wow, it was it was nothing. The gremlin was way harder than the ogre, to be honest. Yeah, the gremlins are tough. We beat these guys and we get to the first place that I really got stuck on for a couple of minutes in terms of a puzzle. So the rooms, the dust shall eat the days. It's a the room is the same as the other puzzle rooms that we've had in in the mines type areas. You start at the top, you jump down, and there's a chasm that you have to get over one way or the other and the first time you went there i think it was just a cloud stone took you across second time you had to like pack some boxes jump on a cloud stone and jump over but this time it was a bit of a funny one you meant to use the cloud stones forward momentum as it's going kind of down and up and i couldn't get the hang of it did you manage to do it I did manage to do it but I don't think I did it the same way as you I think if you up your agility or if you take one of those fairy fairy wings yeah then it means that there's a roundabout way of doing it you can jump up more easily with just using the box there is something new here though the marble stones have counters on them and you can only roll them the amount of times where the counter is but I think that's only for coming back across because you need the stones under the ledge to jump back up, but we're not going back across. And to be honest, if you want to go back across, you could just find a save point and teleport back. Yeah. You know, at this point, I, I don't understand why you would have that there. But anyway, we now get on to what is the final boss of the limestone quarry, I believe. We go into the hall of the wage paying, and there is a snow dragon in here. I think it's got a very quick cutscene where the dragon roars and then the, then it fights. So. 
has 127 health points. It's a dragon, and like all dragons, it does a tail attack, and this one has frost breath, but it doesn't matter what the breath is. Do they do bite as well, don't they? Yeah, all the dragons are much of a muchness. The only difference with this one, I think, the head is edge weapons this time, which is normally piercing. So I put an edge weapon on, and I whooped it with Prestasia and Heracles. Yeah, I think I used lead bones on him as well to slow him down a bit. And my score, 2,256,340. 2,210,537. So I'm on 59% map. 60. I don't understand, but okay. Berserker still. I don't yeah. suppose we'll get a new no. um, rank until we hit 3 million. And I've got HP plus 5. Strength plus 2. Prizes. Got a Grimoire. Burra. Uh, Barra. What? How do you say it? Barry. Barry. Which is, what does that mean? To block. Like a barrier. Yeah, like barrier. Okay, I, I thought it might be, but I, I thought it might be more related to water because it gives us the enchanter spell, Aqua God, to raise armor, water, affinity. We, and we got an elixir of queens as well. Defeat the snow dragon and move on to another hard puzzle, which is the tunnel of the heartless. And this is quite a tough one. Um, you can use another fairy ring to bypass the entire puzzle, but I didn't have one, so I had to solve the puzzle. And it took a few minutes to work out. What did you do? Did you manage to work it out or did you just bypass it? I bypassed it. Did you? Oh, lucky you. So it's a funny one. There's more blocks with... There's a couple of them frictionless blocks that you need to push until, you know, you push it once and it just moves so that it stops. So you have to move a couple of them. And then there's a couple of blocks with the counters on and there's another steel-created block that you need to move. And it's it's a bit funny. Um, You know, you can work it out. You know, it's not... It's not I say it's a hard puzzle, but it's not the hardest, you know. It's, it's not going to stumble you. It just takes a couple of resets, you know, trial and error, basically. When you eventually get over, we get a cutscene. So we're back to Harden. The music blood scene starts to play. Harden is kneeling on the ground and Guildenstern standing by next to him. He says to him, speak, where is the key? And Harden says, how should I know? Guildenstern attempts to read his mind and says, you are at my mercy now, speak. And Harden tells him, truly, I do not know. Melos is holding Joshua back, who struggles to try and reach Harden. Guildenstern says to Harden that he must know something and tries to read his mind again. Yeah, and I think... One of the things in that you said, you know, she's holding back um, Joshua because he's trying to get to Harden. He actually, ca- you can see that he cares about him because he has, and he has looked after him. So I think that shows even more that Harden isn't a bad guy. And the facial expression's great, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in a second, what we'll talk about, which I thought was a brilliant facial expression. Harden says to Guildenstern that his power is like Sydney's, but how is that? Because he does not draw from the wellspring. Guildenstern replies that you think the dark only flows within your city and that you underestimate the cardinal. Guildenstern reads Harden's mind again. This time the background turns grey and Sidney stood in front of him. Sidney tells Harden, a mite close that was. Harden stands up and says yes. Sidney tells him, it is time to take the city. Let us perform the rite of succession. And Harden says to him, the key, you found it? Sidney questions the key. And Harden says, the blood sin. 
Which is a bit funny, isn't it? Like, he's giving away all these secrets when... As soon as that went to Sydney and he started talking like that, I was like, that's obviously not Sydney. And he's fooling yeah. him. And, uh, but it's then he... Clearly. Yeah, and then the questions he's asking him, you know, it's clearly not Sydney. And then Harden just gives him all the answers. Yeah, why would he tell him the blood sin? But anyway, Sydney says, ah, yes, the blood sin. And then this is when Harden kind of, the penny drops and he says, is this a test, Sydney? And Sydney says, yes, a test. Tell me of this key, brother. Which is, uh, you've never heard no. Sydney say brother at this point. And then, you know, why would he say there's a test? It's just, this just feels a bit of an afterthought. It, it just feels like as a way to, f- they're almost trying to force the story here. But yeah, so Harden decides to spill all the secrets and says, only he who holds the blood sin can succeed the dark city. The would-be successor must cede his phantom soul if he is to accept his prize, control of the dark. These streets already teem with souls. All that is needed is the key. We have no time. The key. Show it to me now. Then it it zooms in on Sydney's face and he has like the biggest smirk, doesn't he? It's like it's such a good-looking face, so like the smirk and the expression they get. I thought, wow, it it was fantastic. So the background turns normal and Harden sees uh, Sydney morph into Guildenstern and then he hits the ground with his fist and says Diablary, which is like um of like 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 Diablo, Diablo the Devil, so it's kind of like of of the devil's work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an archaic way of saying basically, you know, sorcery or somebody helped by the devil. Yeah, Diablo. That's the devil. El Diablo in Spanish. El Diablo. <laughs> El Cabong. The music then changes to the rude inverse. Guildenstern says the blood sin, you say, it has a familiar ring. Years passed during the Inquisition of the heretics, the rude inverse was carved on them. An abjuration of the flesh. Those who bore this tattoo called it the blood sin. And then you see a short flashback to where Sydney was standing in front of Guildenstern and Samantha out in the in the town, you know, when he yeah. turned away and walked through the wall you see but all you see is Sydney against a black background but it focuses on the tattoo on his back which the camera has done many times Guildenstern has an epiphany and says good god Sydney held the key all along and Harden questions this Guildenstern starts telling them all the answers then doesn't he and he says the tattoo on his back is the blood sin and he has the key then uses this nice little phrase it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit Shakespeare-esque isn't it he says he has played you false, so he's just saying he's been lying to him. Harden doesn't want to accept this fact. Guildenstern asks him why Sydney does not take the city when the Duke is in his final hours. Harden asks him, surely he would not follow the Duke's wishes, and Harden looks at Joshua. Malos shouts, stop, and then suddenly Harden freezes and a trickle of blood comes out of his mouth and he's been stabbed by Guildenstern, and he falls to the ground. As, um, it looks like Joshua's screaming. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't get any text, but it looks like he's screaming, right? Yeah. The music reminiscence then starts to play. And you get kind of a short little scene. You're in the Bedorba Castle, and it's looked like, you remember the first sort of church-looking bit uh, where Sydney was pressed up against the door yeah. listening to the conversation? It's there. And the Duke comes in 
to the door, so come, comes through the door, and Joshua looks so happy, doesn't he? And he runs up and he gives him a big hug. I don't know what's going on at this point. I mean, that's a flashback. The Duke looks younger. Yes, he looks a lot younger, doesn't he? But Joshua doesn't look younger. No, so I think that might be Sydney, younger Sydney. You think what might be Sydney? That kid in the flashback. Because uh, why would it be? How would it be Joshua? So you think that's Sydney? You think the Duke's his father, which would explain a lot. Of course, that would mean Joshua is Sydney's younger brother. That's what I would think. Because the flashback doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense otherwise. Because the Duke, like visually, 15 years younger, probably. 20 years younger. Or he's a lot younger, yeah. But when he talks about saying he wouldn't follow the Duke's wishes then, I mean, what are the Duke's wishes? I don't think that's been quite revealed yet, has it? No. So... Do you think the Duke was maybe after this dark power of Le Monde? Well, perhaps. Um, maybe he was using Sydney to, to access it, but now he was going to use Joshua instead. I think, I think Joshua's very unaware of everything, isn't he? If you think back previously, when Merlos could listen to people talking or their actual thoughts. Yeah. Um, and when Sydney went off to do something, and then she says, somebody said something, and then the grayed out boy was like, he intends to die. Yeah. Talking about Sydney. Well, we assumed he was talking about Sydney and that he intends to die. Well, I think the kid in the flashback isn't Joshua. It can't, I, I can't see how it can be. And the fact that it goes straight on then to, to Sydney is yeah. It is yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. So that scene ends. It's very short. It's only about 10 seconds long. And we move on to somewhere else in the temple. And it's Sydney. And he's looking up and says Hardin. So everyone seems to have sort of a sixth sense of other people when they're in trouble, don't they? Um, Ashley has it with Melos. Sydney has it with Hardin. After he says this, Rosencrantz enters the room and the music Rosencrantz then starts to play. Rosencrantz then asks what Sydney has planned for Ashley. He actually says, what are your designs for the risk breaker? But surely he means Ashley. Yeah. Sydney says to him, you've not figured it out. And Rosencrantz says, I thought so. So he is to succeed the legacy then. Sydney says, I've given up and shakes his head. He continues saying there is no meaning in an incomplete death. Rosencrantz asks what he's talking about, and Sidney tells him, you do not understand? He is the perfect one to rule the city of darkness. He shows all the signs. He's ready. Rosencrantz says, that weak-spirited vagrant, so somebody said it now, so Ashley is the vagrant story, right? Yeah. He has unquestioning faith of a child in his morality. It's like that meme where... um. Leonardo DiCaprio is looking at the telly and he's pointing. And then Sydney says this brilliant line, Better a pious child than an inquitous rogue? Unlike you, he would not misuse the dark. Then Rosencrantz punches Sydney in the face and he sends him back flying, doesn't he? Like six, six feet, eight feet, ten feet. He really shoots back. I mean, Rosencrantz seems like a pretty strong guy at this point. Sydney then says to him, Why try to harry me? when it was he who has shamed you. Nonetheless, you could not harm me. Then Sidney attempts to use the dark powers on Rosencrantz, just like Guildenstern did, and Rosencrantz gives him the same answer, saying your powers hold no sway over me. Prepare yourself, Sidney. Rosencrantz walks towards the camera, and we return to gameplay. So we're now in the Kiltian Temple, and we're not going to talk about much, because no. we're just going to save it and turn it off, but we're in the, the Kiltian Temple, and the first jump, how long did it take you to figure this jump out? Did you get it straight away? No. It took a bit of going back and forth. 
Yeah, took me that. What I think the problem was, I was jumping and letting go of the button. I think you need to jump and hold the jump button to grab onto the ledge to pull yourself up. Uh, yeah. Were you just jumping and letting go of the button as well? Uh, yeah. It took a, yeah. a good few goes to work it out. Yeah. So, yeah, same here. It took me, took me two, three minutes to work it out. And then, but anyway, so we're in the Kiltian Temple, which is... I think the penultimate sort of area i think after this is just the great cathedral left i think we're in the fi- in the final chapter yeah i think we are um so there's a, there's one jump to make where just remember to hold the button to pull yourself up then it's super simple and we can jump over and save the game we've answered a few questions here tonight haven't we questions that we've been pulling up over the last couple of weeks but there's probably more questions now yeah i mean there's more questions every time you get an answer to a question there's more questions also, this is like Shakespeare, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Also, poor old Hardness dead. Well, I assume he's dead. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming he's dead. He's been he's been run through by rapier by Guildenstern. Right through the heart. Although Sydney got shot through the heart at the start, so. Yeah, but Sydney seems like you know he's got this dark power, hasn't he? Where I don't think Harden has. So it turns out that Guildenstern is the real bad guy, and maybe Rosencrantz as well. Probably Rosencrantz too. Rosencrantz as well, I think. Um, I think we said a couple of weeks ago that we think Guildenstern is is the ultimate bad guy right now. Um, Harden just seems like you know he's trying to almost right a wrong. You know, he's trying to make up for brother's death possibly, and maybe he sees his brother in Joshua. Sydney certainly doesn't is is certainly flipped for me. I I wouldn't you know at one point we said he was bad you know when you saw him in the the Minotaurs fighting area. Yeah. But now then then slowly we said he looked he was more of a grey character, um, when we were with him in the Snow of Life Forest. But now I would say he's actually a good character. You know his his plans are trying to pass the power to Ashley. Well, he's trying to ensure that somebody good will be able to be controlling or have the power the dark power or the control of Leomond, he doesn't want it to fall into the wrong hands of the yeah. Gillensterns and the Cardinal of the world. So this whole time, he was just testing Ashley the entire way? It seems. But it's not really clear how he was testing him. How, was, he, was he testing his morality? You know, he was making him chase him. And was he just testing him by making him fight all these monsters that he summoned? Was that the test? I mean, it's not really... I don't, it's, it's not really clear, is it, how he's testing him? Well, I don't know. I guess there'll be a final test where he will get to use all of these powers that he's realized he has again. Um, will he use them for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? Also, this whole flashback, was that real? Is it true? Who knows? Did it actually kill those family? Well, that's it. I, right now, we don't know. So, was did Ashley kill the family? Was Ashley there? Was it Ashley's family? Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll get a resolution of that. But then... You know, can we talk about Grissom? What the hell's went up with Grissom? Did he just run away? Is that it? Well, we'll not see him again. Well, he's a zombie now. Well, he's a zombie now, but like, uh, do you think he'll come back? Do you think he'll somehow be in, in the temple area? Or do you think that's it? He just, he, he woke up as a zombie, he ran away, his two subordinates ran after him, and, you know, they, that that's it, it's gone, it's done. That chapter's finished. I think he'll get a spin-off show. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it would make no sense to not Although his chapter is closed, if you want, because, you know, he is going to be one of these dead monster people, and you could see his mind was already going that way. Maybe we won't see him anymore. Yeah, I think his mind will just slowly decay. Well, not even slowly, probably decay quite fast, and you'll just end up as a as a walking corpse. Yeah. So that's it for this evening. We get to the save point, save our progress, and return to the real world.
Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook as Retrospective Replay and also Twitter as at Retro Replay Pod if you want to like and follow us. You can also email us at retrospectivereplay at gmail.com with any questions, comments or patch notes. Until next week, good night and Godspeed. Godspeed.